Hey guys, this is Emily, your host for Keeping Up With Your Breasties. So last time we left off, I was going to Temple and just refreshing from a whole day of additional imaging, biopsies, and meeting my plastic surgeon for the first time. Um, So forewarning for this episode, I did mention it at the end of the last episode, but if you didn't listen to that one already, you really should. But if you didn't, um, we are going to be talking about my second time up at the Houston MD Anderson. And that time um, we were having a consultation with the gynecology oncology center. So if you're uncomfortable or it makes you queasy to talk about the female sex organs, then please exit now, pause now, whatever, and tune back in the next episode. Um, I do try my best to forewarn in the episode descriptions if there's going to be any mention of like vaginas, sex, anything like that. So I mean, we can't get around it, but I can warn you. Um, Yeah, so I'm going to get going. And if you're still here, thank you so much and enjoy listening to my story. So my mom and I are going to Houston. We go to the medical center, um, MD Anderson, and we go upstairs. We've checked in and everything, and we are now waiting because a lot of this journey was just waiting. Um, So we're waiting for the gynecology oncologist to see us. And I don't know if y'all know, but when I go to a place like MD Anderson or a hospital, for whatever reason, I assume that everybody is sick or a visitor of someone that's sick or something like that. And especially when it's MD Anderson and they are known for like helping and dealing and like treating cancer. Um, I have like a lot of respect and empathy for literally everybody that's there because in my mind, they're either a patient or a caregiver or a loved one of somebody that has cancer or they work there and they deserve our respect. So go into the story understanding that like I have the utmost respect for everyone in that building and I sign in. Um, At this time, there's just like a little slip of paper that like you put like your Um, medical record number and your name. And I think that was it, like maybe what time your appointment's at. And then you just kind of leave it there. And then the receptionist calls you up whenever they have time, I guess, to give you your wristband and like call you back to your room and everything. So I'm waiting for someone to call my name and they call Emily and I'm like, it's a really common name, but I might as well go up there because I don't know who they called. Um, And so I walk up and so does another woman who's a good couple of years older than me. And when I say that, I mean, she had gray hair and wrinkles and like, I'm not being rude about it, but she was my elder. And um, I go, well, like, which one of you called? Like, 
which one of us was called kind of like a little awkward. And they were like, oh, well, we just didn't really know how to pronounce her last name. So obviously not me. Mine's very easy. It's H-A-Y-E-S, Hayes. Like you can get a little bit wrong, but like not very much. Um, and I guess hers was like German or something. And she turned to me very nicely and like with a smile on her face and goes, you don't want what I have. And I, I don't know how to answer. And I don't know if the receptionist heard or not or just didn't react or whatever. So I just didn't react at that point. But even now it makes my blood boil. And so the receptionist is like, well, you're here. We'll get you like checked in. And so I check in and then I go sit back down with my mom and I just have this dumbfounded look on my face, I guess, because she asked what happened. And I go, that lady literally just told me you don't want what I have. And let that sink in for a second because that is just so wrong, especially with how I like started this conversation. That's why I wanted to give y'all some background on my feelings going into a place like MD Anderson. And I don't care how old she was. I don't care what kind of cancer you have. I don't, I don't care. I'm a 22 year old at this time. And I have the diagnosis of breast cancer that I received like not even a couple of weeks ago. And I'm still dealing with that. I'm still dealing with my own stuff. And you had the audacity to tell someone that's at the gynecology oncology center. So now we're looking at gynecological cancers as in like they have to do and will impact your reproductive ability. So I was very upset. I'm still upset to this day about it, but I want y'all to know that there are other people of a different thought process like myself that respect whatever you're going through. I don't care if it's you think that it's a minor breast cancer or whatever, like just because other people die or whatever the case may be, like you are valid in your feelings. You are valid to be freaking out. You are valid in whatever you're feeling, however you're thinking in that moment of getting any kind of diagnosis. I don't care if it's cancer. I don't care if it's not cancer. But having someone tell you that, and it wasn't just that time. She was the only one that said something like straight to my face and didn't like, she wasn't passive aggressive about it. She was straight up rude, in my opinion. Like she said it with a smile. She said it with the kindest demeanor, but it was so backhanded that I still to this day, and I don't even think she realizes how upsetting it was. And that's the sad bit, like, especially when you're in a hospital where like, you don't know what other people have. Don't think that yours is the worst, that you're the one that like, I don't even, it still to this day baffles me. So we're there. She just said that to me. It's still processing it. Like sometimes I'm very slow. So it took about a couple of days before I, or maybe that night, that night I wrote a post on my blog and I just reamed. I was so upset. And I was like, this is just not okay. Like assume that everyone has a cancer and frankly, every cancer sucks. I don't care how small or 
whatever someone thinks it is. Like, yeah, I had stage one, but guess what? I'm 22. Guess what that means? I got a double mastectomy, which means I got rid of both of my natural breasts. I don't have nipples anymore. And I went through chemo. And I'll be going through chemo or some form of drug therapy for the next five years. So to say that, oh, you don't want what I have, it's way like that implies that whatever she has is worse than I'm going through, which is demeaning my feelings and invalidating however I'm feeling. So don't do that to somebody. Think before you speak when you're at a hospital that like the majority of their patients are dealing with some kind of cancer or treatment or something of that nature. Even like you don't know what they're there for. You don't know their life. You don't know their diagnosis. Don't make assumptions and don't make an ass out of yourself. Like don't do that. And it'll affect people the way it's been affecting me for two years about now. So don't be that. Be the person that shows empathy and says, oh my goodness, like throw my age at me. I don't care. But don't go and demean my cancer. Don't say, oh, yours isn't bad because mine's worse. Like that's your opinion, but keep it to yourself. Um. Yeah, that's where I'm going to stop with that. Um, that like literally gets rid of all of what I'm about to say, but, or it, it makes what I'm about to say a little bit lesser. So we eventually get called in to see the doctor. There's more waiting. I'm snacking the whole time. Mom's not eating the whole time. So I literally went through, I think all of our snacks. And then after that, I wanted more food. <laughs> so after the appointment, I'm like, okay, can we get lunch? And she's like, you're still hungry? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> and she, so we, all right, backtrack, I'm getting off topic. So we get through the talk, the talk with the gynecologist. She looks over the ultrasound because I did an ultrasound of like my ovaries and stuff. And she goes, everything looks fine. They had done a little bit of blood work to see like where my hormones and stuff levels were. And they were like, it's a little low, but you're on Depo-Provera. So that makes sense. And then she goes, so what do you want to do next? And I was like, I want to do IVF. I want to do egg retrieval. I want to have kids at some point. And so we talked about like, well, what's the statistical uh, like Prob like whatever that you may or may probability that was the word. What's the statistical probability that you never have a period again? Um, not having a period is different from not being able to have children eventually. Not having a period means that I will need hormonal help. Um, it does not mean that I don't have a uterus, it means that I have a uterus, I just don't have the ability to create a space in that uterus that is conducive to holding a child and creating a child for nine months. Um, which means if anyways, so I decided I want IVF. I want egg retrieval. I eventually got egg retrieval, obviously, because I've said that. Um, but yeah, so 
we've had this conversation. We got to that. She gave me referrals. My mom goes, oh, hey, I know somebody because before she was a teacher, she was selling office equipment to doctors. (laughs) So we actually ended up going to that woman and that doctor, and she was amazing. Um, But I will get to that later on in my story in these episodes. And... Yeah, so we finish with gynecology and we leave for the day. I think we were had another appointment later on in the day. We were finished at the Houston MD Anderson. We were going to go look for a chair so that I would be able to comfortably lay down after surgery. And we got in the car and my mom said that she was hungry. And I was like, okay, we're getting food. Like no, like no, nothing about it. We're getting food. And so I think we stopped at like one chair place before we went to Gringo's, but we ended up going to Gringo's and we had like a whole bunch of food. And I'm like, I ate all my lunch and like, she ate a bit of her lunch, but she was the one that was hungry. And I just had already eaten all the snacks. So it was a little bit funny, but I mean, people deal with stress different ways. So we went to rooms to go. We went to all these different places trying to find a chair. I think we found a chair at rooms to go, but like we couldn't get it that day because it was on back order and it was the only one on the floor and it was broken. So I was like, well, that's the chair I want. And so it ended up getting to the house late. It was way after my surgery. We figured something out, but that's beyond the point. Um, So we're heading to the second appointment, we get to MD Anderson League City. And it turns out that the appointment is a Zoom call because the doctor we were going to meet for genetics was literally in the Houston one. So we literally drove all the way across town. Yeah, it's closer to my house, but still, we drove all the way across town to meet a doctor that was where we already were. So a little bit frustrating that like someone didn't notice that and went, oh, hey, like really? Anyways, so we are sitting there in this little waiting room with a TV and they gave me a blanket and I'm like, it's already been a long day. So there was like two couches and I told mom or asked mom if she would sit on the other couch and I like laid down. I was ready to take a nap and... We finally got the TV thing working because, of course, technology, as we know, as post-COVID people, we know. And we talked to the genetics doctor. And um, I think at that time, at that time, we had, we were talking about sending in, no, We had done blood, and I think we had decided to do the genetics testing, and we were talking to the geneticist to figure out if it was genetically, like, um, if I was genetically predisposed to this cancer, and that's why I had it. So they had already taken blood, they did the thing, and we were talking to the doctor to figure out like what the results were. Like, was I anywhere in my genetics predisposed to cancer? 
And they said no. As of right now, what we know, the research we know with like what we have to date, um, there is nothing genetic about your cancer. Um, and I say like as of like to date because science is always changing. Science, we're always evolving. We're always learning. And at that time, there was nothing like in their research that said any of my genetic markers were cancer causing or um, predisposed to cancer. So yeah, that's where I was at. We were in Houston and then we were in League City and then the doctor was in Houston and we were like, why couldn't we have just stayed in Houston? So now y'all know that you need to be aware of your audience when you're talking to random strangers, um, especially in a cancer um, predominant um, hospital. So please take that to heart and take that to heart just with whoever you're talking to, especially strangers that you don't know. Kindness is so easy to spread. Just because you smile at someone doesn't mean that like the words you say aren't hurtful. So how about your smile and some kind words? That is the way to go. Give a compliment. People love compliments, especially from strangers. It makes your day. Um, I know that after my experience or like however interaction with that other woman, like I go out of my way when I'm feeling well, I will say I don't do it all the time because we can't always feel well. But when I'm feeling well, I make sure that I spread that. I I spread the happiness I'm feeling. I when I'm not well or happy or however you want to say it, I just try to like keep to myself because no one wants to spread that kind of emotion. Um so I'm not saying don't make people aware that you need help if you need help in those kinds of situations and you're not feeling well or you're feeling sad or depressed or however you're feeling because I know that I do. I go and cry to my mom and (laughs) cry to my friends and everything like that. So if you are feeling well, spread that joy. It doesn't hurt. It's, it makes the world so much better to spread your joy when you're feeling that. And if you are in a bad place and you need help, get that help. If you're in a bad place and you just need some time, take the time. It's um, called a mental health day for a reason. Take it. Um, I hope that helped someone out there. And I hope y'all enjoyed listening. And I will see y'all next time. This is Emily Hayes tuning out. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.